Hi everyone, I'm Richard Torble, owner of UK-based digital marketing agency Dandelion Social and host of this podcast, Mastering Marketing. Every week we cover all things marketing, whether it's content strategy, social media, blogging and everything else you can possibly think of that falls under the banner of mastering your marketing. We regularly have guests on the show who share their insight and knowledge to help you make the most of your marketing presence, so do make sure you subscribe. This week, we are covering two topics, why the money is in the follow-up and what four Facebook advertising metrics do you need to focus on? So stay tuned. Before we delve deeper into the topic of following up, I want to be clear about what I mean by following up. Now, following up could be sending an email or picking up the phone and and reconnecting with a prospect. And this should be a common part of your routine. I wouldn't recommend following up in this way multiple times with cold traffic, however, especially if you're a micro or small business. Now, what I mean by cold traffic is people who have not had any contact with you previously. So if you pick up the phone, having never spoken to somebody before, they would be cold traffic. You're likely to just be wasting your time if you do this and potentially getting yourself a bad reputation. And from personal experience, I know that this can be quite hard to accept, especially when you see that perfect client out there and you know that you can do an amazing job for them. But bombarding them with emails or phone calls is not the right approach. If you have warm prospects, however, i.e. people who have shown interest in what you do, then personally following up with them is a great idea. Remember, you're nurturing a lead here. You have an opportunity to find out more about what they need from you, which is different to what you think you can give them. And often this takes a little bit of time. Patience really is a virtue. However, try not to get caught in a trap of repeating emails or phone calls though. It can be quite common for people to say to you, oh, we're not ready now, call us back in a month, call us back in a week or try again later. Give yourself a cutoff. It might be four or five phone calls. And if they haven't converted at that point, then A, you can find out why, or B, you can consider whether it really is just not the right time for them and if there is a better way to stay in touch. Although the personal touch can work really well, There will come a time when you need to stay in touch, but making phone calls or sending emails just isn't viable. It could be because you're just not sure if they are a genuine prospect yet. They themselves might not be at that point in the buying process, or it might just be a numbers game and you just simply cannot phone all those people and actually get some sleep at night. This is where having an email newsletter still works really well. I say still, because most people assume that everything has to be done via social media. And that certainly has its place. But let's not forget about the good old email. The problem most people have is getting people on their newsletter mailing list in the first place. If someone asks you to sign up to their newsletter, it's unlikely that you're going to. Well, why would you? And this is actually a really important question to ask. 
why would someone sign up to my newsletter? What's in it for them? What value do you provide? What will they learn from getting your email every week or every fortnight? Obviously, you have to then make sure that you send them a regular newsletter. Now ours is once a week. The Dandelion Social Email Newsletter is once a week. This allows us to stay in touch with hundreds if not thousands of people all at the same time. And it also allows you to focus on adding the personal touch for those prospects who really do meet your ideal client persona. But like I said, how do you get them on your newsletter in the first place? And the best way to do it is to offer some additional value in terms of a download of some kind in exchange for an email address. This is usually the way to go. It's often called a lead magnet and you see it quite a lot. It could be the first chapter of an ebook, it could be a checklist, but if it's something of genuine value to the person that you're trying to nurture, they would be interested in downloading it in exchange for an email address and then they are on your newsletter and you're able to stay in touch with them uh, going forward uh, almost infinitely. Um, and then hopefully when they're ready, they will then make contact with you and then you have an opportunity to take it to the next personal level. Advertising on Facebook can be a tricky thing. The benefits are genuine, but it's an overwhelming beast to tame. There are almost infinite approaches, and just to keep us on our toes, Facebook keep changing the goalposts on a regular basis. One of the key reasons for failure with Facebook advertising is not tracking your metrics. Facebook gives you an incredible amount of data to help you gauge the success, or not, of your advertising budget. But what metrics are important? Firstly, I can tell you what metrics are not important, and we often call these vanity metrics. They can look impressive, but they don't really have any value. I'm talking about things like likes and impressions. It can be great to say we got 15,000 impressions on our last ad, but if that didn't translate to money in the business, then it's pointless, right? Like I say, there are many different approaches, but when we build Facebook campaigns for our clients, we look mainly, but not exclusively, at four metrics. And they are relevance score, cost per result, frequency, and results. Relevance score is given to you as a one to 10 score after your advert has hit 500 impressions, one being bad and 10 being really good. It is an indicator of how relevant your advert is to the audience that you are targeting. In really basic terms, the higher the score, the better your Facebook ad is likely to perform. Cost per result is kind of straightforward. How much money are you paying for each result that you get? That result is dictated by you when you set up your campaign. It could be a video view, it could be visiting a certain web page, whatever. This is effectively your return on investment. 
Frequency is how many times a specific advert is shown to the same person. If your advert is not performing well and this number is low, then you are probably not reaching that many people and you would need to go back and look at your audience. If the number is high, then people are seeing it a lot, but they are not taking any action and you probably need to look at the connection between the advert content and your audience. Results is usually the first snapshot that we look at when checking out how things are going with a campaign. As I mentioned, what result means to you will change depending on what you are trying to achieve with your campaign. If this number is high, then we are probably doing well, but if it is low, then we still have some refining to do. It's a very, very basic metric, uh, but it tells us in a very quick snapshot how things are going. If you're interested in diving into the topic of Facebook advertising metrics and these four particular metrics in particular, uh, then do make sure you check out the blog post that I wrote at dandelionsocial.com and also make sure that you let us know how you are doing with your own campaigns. Thanks very much for joining us this week. As ever, do make sure you call into the show if you are listening on Anchor. And if you are listening on iTunes or on Google Play Music, then drop us an email at podcast at dandelionsocial.com. We'd love to hear your input. Until next week, have a great week.